The first ever High Limits season is done. Uh, we'll talk champions, some numbers, and what's ahead for High Limits future. Plus, the Chili Bowl adds purse money and updates on the short track Super Series and Power Eye and Extreme Midgets. Let's go. It's Wednesday, October 11th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. The inaugural High Limit season is in the books, and despite Rico Abreu leading all 40 laps en route to his fourth win of the season and third in four races, Kyle Larson was crowned at the series champion last night. Lincoln Park got pretty technical, had a nice curb, and uh, you'd expect guys like Rico and Larson to shine on that type of surface. Larson needed to finish sixth or better, and that's what he did. He charged to the podium late after starting in the seventh spot. He actually ran second in the closing laps, but got nipped by Tyler Courtney right at the end. The final margin in the standings was seven points between Larson and Rico. Young Money still has not finished outside the top 10 in any high limit race, going back to the first one in 2022. So $23,000 to Rico for the win, plus another 20K for finishing second in the championship. So 43 grand last night, not bad. Larson bagged $30,000 for his title win. Looking back over the 12 race history of High Limit, 194 drivers have competed with the series. They started this first season with an insane 26 full-time drivers declared, but as of last night, just six had attempted every event. They were Larson, Rico, Corey Eliason, Chase Randall, Ryan Timms, and Dusty Zomer. And I believe the Macri Motorsports car was at all of them as well, between Anthony, Justin Sanders, and Lance DeWeese. It was not shocking to see Larson pick up the title as this schedule was really put together for him to run a somewhat full season in a sprint car, if you want to call 11 races a full season. Midweek shows fit perfectly with uh, his other racing, and the tracks were basically handpicked by him and Brad. Regardless of where you stand on that, though, this first year uh, with High Limit appears to have been a pretty big success. It's my understanding that all of the High Limit events, except for maybe one, made money. So that's always good. Uh, And now that the racing is done, though, don't expect High Limit to disappear from the headlines in the coming weeks and months. Regardless of what we've seen and heard from the All-Star folks publicly, the rumors persist that a deal between Tony Stewart and Brad and Kyle is still on the table for High Limit to acquire the series. The All-Stars getting absorbed would clear out some of the schedule hurdles and make it easier for High Limit to lock in some dates for their larger national tour next year. It would also be a consolidation for Flow Racing on the streaming side. It would mean just one 410 Sprint Car Series to focus on in uh, 2024 instead of possibly two. One thing I'll be curious about here is where these midweek races fit for next year. Larson's place in High Limit will change pretty drastically uh, when the series starts running Friday and Saturday nights and he isn't around as much to race. I could see a scenario where High Limit is actually two things, a full national schedule similar to the All-Stars and the Outlaws, plus a midweek component to uh, keep eyes on the series when there's less competition and allow Larson to stay in the mix. That keeps Flow happy with midweek content and Larson can continue to chase some sort of championship. Behind the scenes, the battle is on for tracks and certain dates right now between High Limit and World Racing Group. So we have and will continue to see clashes over tracks, personnel, and teams for 2024. A couple of other notes from last night. It's been a rough stretch for Buddy Kofoid and the Roth 83 Jr. Mechanical issues knocked him out of last night's High Limit main event, and he had problems over this past weekend at Port Royal. He's now got four straight finishes of 19th or worse in that car, and it seems as though there are still some gremlins in the TRD engine. Also, there was drama in the work area last night at Lincoln Park. There was an on-track incident that started when Cap Henry spun trying to get around Kerry Madsen. It sent several cars to that work area for repairs, including Justin Sanders and Corey Eliason. 
Henry's car was eventually brought in as well, and we watched live on flow as the two machine did not come to a stop, actually hit the 39M and the uh, a nearby mule. Macker crew chief Joe Mooney did not react well, uh, as you might expect, uh, and he was seen smacking the wing on Henry's car before being shoved uh, by a nearby crew member. Certainly don't blame Joe for his reaction. That would piss me off, too. Uh, but thanks to a tweet from Henry, we now know that his car had damage to its front brake lines and he couldn't get the car stopped. He admitted to trying to find the best place to avoid hitting as many people as or as few people as possible. It's a good reminder that pit areas at racetracks still very dangerous. Everyone needs to keep their heads on a swivel when you are down there. Uh, before we move on, a quick merch update for you. I have just a single modified sticker left. That one right there is the only one I have left. And I have no plans to order more right now. So uh, if you want it, go ahead and grab it. I did recently reorder the late model stickers. I've been asked about those a bunch. Uh, those should be here next week, along with a new sprint car sticker design. Also, I have 12 of the late model shirts left, the uh, Dirt Late Model Championships Matter shirts. I've dropped them down to seven bucks. Only smalls and mediums remain, though. On top of the price, I'll throw in a free koozie if you order one. I am toying around, obviously, with some hoodie and new shirt designs as well, which I've talked about here before. You can grab merch anytime over at shop.dirttracker.com. In the recent conversation uh, about dirt racing purses, the Chili Bowl has been a contentious event. Uh, the payouts have drawn the ire of plenty of high-profile competitors along the way. And obviously, in 2023, Kyle Larson was at the center of the talk with his decision to go late model racing in January instead of going to the Chili Bowl. Yesterday, though, the event announced a significant bump to the payouts for the week uh, coming up in January. Saturday night, uh, Saturday night main event is going from ten thousand to win to twenty thousand to win, and will now be two thousand dollars to start. They'll also pay one hundred and fifty bucks per lap led and fifty bucks per lap for whoever runs second. That would bring the total possible winner share to more than $28,000. There's also money being added down through the Saturday alphabet and prelim features are now 3,000 to win and 300 to start. I'm sure competitors will welcome the added cash and it should help to at least quiet some of the complaints. I don't think they'll go away entirely, but regardless of how much you think it should pay, this is definitely a solid step. You can see the full release over at chilibowl.com. We were supposed to have back-to-back -back weekends of big time dirt modified racing in the Northeast as well. But as of yesterday afternoon, the speed showcase for the Short Track Super Series has been called off. A poor forecast around Port Royal has uh, uh, forced officials to push things to March of 2024. In a release, Brett Deo, uh, who owns the Short Track Super Series, said running a shortened version of this week didn't make sense. And the track has a resurfacing project coming up that will prevent a 2023 reschedule date. It sets up a weird situation in that the 2023 Elite Series champion won't be decided until next spring. I also know some folks not happy uh, that things like camping are not being refunded and instead just carried through to the date next year. Uh, with the event being called off, I'm also assuming the rest of the racing at Port Royal is off this weekend as well, although the release does not mention anything about Friday's 410 Sprint Car Show. Uh, Lincoln's Saturday 20,000 to win show is still on at this moment, but I think that could change in the coming days. The forecast not looking good for central Pennsylvania. For the midget fans out there, uh, we are going to settle a pair of championships this weekend. The Power Eye season wraps up basically in conjunction with the end of Extreme Outlaw. Uh, Power Eye gets things kicked off tonight at Creek County, and then Thursday through Saturday are co-sanctions with Extreme at Port City and I-44 Riverside. With Power Eye, Cannon McIntosh looks to be on his way to that National Midget Championship with Carter Sarf and Corbin Ruschenberg in tow. Ruschenberg had spent much of 2023 driving for Mount Stout Motorsports, but starting this weekend, he's shifting over to run a car prepared by Tanner Thorson. On the extreme side, Jade Avedisian enters the final weekend, leading the standings by just 11 points over McIntosh, with Gavin Miller and Zach Dom both still very much in play as well. This could be a slugfest all weekend between those four drivers. 
Of the four, Dom really seems to have the momentum right now. He's got 10 straight finishes of eighth or better. That includes two wins. He's been incredibly strong since joining up with that 7U team. And we'll see if McIntosh is better moving over to the Chad Boat Car for the rest of the season. The whole weekend is live on Dirt Vision if you want to tune in. That includes tonight's Power Eye Only show at Creek County. In Dirt Racing Podcast Land this week, there are a bunch of new episodes to check out. Winged Nation has Zepp Wise, Brian Brown, and Rico Abreu. Open Red has Jade Evadisian and Kenna McIntosh, like we just talked about, uh, talking about their extreme battle. Passing Points has Alan Staley. Dirt Tracks and Rib Racks has Ricky Peterson. Hoagie's Garage has Dylan Waxdahl. Do Much on Dirt has Jacob Todd, and there are new episodes of The Dirt Reporters, The Dirt Nerds, Quick Time, Dirt, Tracks, uh, Dirt Track Confessions, and Dirt Track Weekly. I do have a new addition this week as well to the podcast page. The Turn 2 Terrible show is now available on the site. They do podcasts and live shows around the dirt racing scene in central Pennsylvania. They've actually got Ashley Capetta from their most recent episodes. You can see all these shows and episodes over at dirttracker.com slash podcasts. Now that's it for today's daily. Dirttracker.com is your place for the streaming schedule. Updated news throughout the day as well. Uh, so make sure to add it to your list of daily internet stops. Hope you guys have a great Wednesday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Tomorrow.